0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you glad to be in his presence this morning? Oh, if you're glad, go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. You have made me glad, oh
1: God.
2: Glory,
0: glory, glory. Oh, glory. Yes, God, yes, God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. So happy to be here on this morning. Uh, God is good. We have a couple of prayer requests. We have Patricia Ryle. Uh, She has COVID. Okay, so we know that God is bigger than COVID. Amen. So we're gonna pray for her healing. Amen. Uh, And she is watching live stream this morning as well. Uh, We have Lizbet. She needs a healing in her body. We believe God for it. Amen. Amen. By his stripes, we what? We are healed. Amen. And also, Lizbeth's niece is in the ICU. She has bacteria in the brain. Okay, so we want to make sure that we just lift her up in prayer. Matter of fact, let's let's lift all three of these people up in prayer right now. And after that, we will go into corporate prayer. Every head bow, heart pray. Father, we just give you praise, oh God. We're so thankful that we can still call on that name, oh God. And we know that you will respond, oh God. Lord, we are looking at COVID, oh God. We are looking at healing in the body, oh God. And healing in the brain, oh God. We believe you as at your word, oh God, Lord, we are faithful to pray, oh God, and believe that it is done, oh God. Lord, we know that you are working it out for the good right now, oh God. Let this be a testimony of your goodness, let this be a testimony of your love, and let this be a testimony of your presence here on earth, oh God. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise, oh God. Hallelujah, Father, Lord. We just pray, oh God, that everything said and done in this house, oh God, that you would bless it, oh God. Lord, we feel your presence and anointing here this morning, oh God. So every need, oh God, that we have, we know that we can place it in your hands, oh God. We give it to you now, oh God, and we believe, Lord God, that you will begin to work on our behalf, oh God. You have won the victory, oh God, and given it to us, we give you praise, oh God. Lord, we pray, oh God. Hallelujah for somebody, oh God, that may be struggling with depression on this morning. Hallelujah, whether they be here or watching, oh God. Whether they be laying in their bed at home, oh God. We intercede for them now, God. We know that your arm stretches wide, oh God. Lord, that you can touch, heal, and deliver, oh God. We give you praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just say hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah go ahead and just praise him begin to praise him on this morning if you believe him for his word say thank you jesus thank you jesus if everybody would just stretch your hand this way amen hallelujah we don't have to know exactly what's going on but we will cover in prayer glory to your name father Hallelujah, Jesus. We are a body and we rap, oh God. Anybody in need, oh God. Anybody in need, we rap here on this morning, oh God. And we say it is so, oh God. Your love, it is so. Your goodness, it is so, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Work it out in the good, oh God. Work it out for the good, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, go ahead and give the Lord a wave. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a lot of announcements this morning, so just make sure you're listening. Everybody say camp. All right. Say junior high high. and senior senior high. All right. That is what's going on. Camp is this week for junior high. All right. Make sure that you sign up. And for next week, it is senior high. So if that applies to you, if you want to go, if you're able to make it, go ahead and make sure that you go out to the camp and be blessed. Uh, this Wednesday, we will have no live streaming, okay, we do have a missionary coming uh, for the service, and how many know that missionary, they are doing something that, that is very hard, okay, they are doing something, they are coming completely out of their comfort zone, amen, going places, and they face battles that we will never face here, Okay, so whenever we have them, we want to make sure that we are a blessing to them and we want to be a financial blessing to them so you can begin to give now. Amen. We want to make sure we give, whether we're here or not here for that, uh, for the man that is coming. You can give on breeze under global missions. Amen. You can begin to give now. Thank you, Jesus. Men's fishing. Do I have any fishermen? All right. Do I have anybody who fishes, but don't catch anything? I'm going to keep my hand up. All right. (laughs) Men's fishing uh, is on the 18th of this month, okay? Uh, Make plans for that. You can uh, watch the group me for details. I'm sure you can go to Darren. Amen. Uh, This will be a good time in the Lord for the men. And Father's Day is next Sunday. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. So just be prayerful over that. Make sure that you are here, especially if you are a father, so that you can be blessed. Uh, Be praying over an offering for the men. Uh, Last announcements, ministry team, there is a meeting tonight at 5, okay, the chapel. Raise your hand if that's you. All right, at 5 at the chapel. Amen? Glory. All right, we will call for our ushers if you will prepare your offering. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Come on, somebody help me today. Are you here to praise the Lord? Come on, lift your voice with me.
2: celebrate just keep that hallelujah music rolling right there man how many excited about Bible quizzing at APC I am here to share with you some great news from the Bible quizzing Fund. yesterday at our junior Illinois state finals in Mattoon our teams participated and as I call their names I want them to come and I want their church family to rejoice and celebrate them as they come. In our junior division, would you welcome Mr. Micah Hartshold? He quizzes with Aubrey Hile from the Highland Church. She Aubrey had th- three first place ribbons, one second place ribbon, and made the all-tournament team. Let's rejoice for our junior division. Bible quizzes, junior Bible. Training. In our beginner division, would you welcome Grace Lubala and Avonlea Carlton to the platform right now? In addition to being beautiful, Grace had one first place ribbon. Let's make some noise for this great team. Help me celebrate Miss Layla Melder, Braylon Carlton, and they quiz with Jarrah Rodi from Lincoln. Make some noise for these girls. Layla had one first place ribbon, one second place ribbon, and she was a member of the all tournament team. Their teammate Jarrah had three first place ribbons, one second place ribbon, and was the second highest scorer on the all tournament team. She's not here today, but we celebrate Jarrah. Somebody get ready to make some noise. Are you ready, are you ready, are you ready? Come on. I said it three times to get your attention. Are you ready? That's four. You are looking right now at the undefeated state champions of Illinois. And they're going to
1: Nationals!
2: Very importantly, there's a banquet at the end of the state finals. And we are so proud to announce Miss Layla was the first runner-up for Quizzer of the Year in the state of Illinois. We are equally as proud of their coach sister christina who has put in tireless hours and that was acknowledged by the fact now wait a minute that was acknowledged by the fact by our leaders and she was named the coach of the year Hey man, all these quizers can go. Give them a great big hand as they go down. In our senior Bible quizzing ranks, the team of Sharon Newton, and she quizzes with Wesley Rody from Lincoln. Sharon, come on up. Make some noise for Sharon right now. Sharon had three first place ribbons and she was the second highest scorer on the all-tournament team. Make some noise for Sharon. And we're excited and rejoicing that they were the third highest team in the state. Let's make some noise and thank God for it. In our intermediate division, would you welcome Avery Smith and Eli Sobrowski and Keegan Sheese. Brody from Lincoln. Make some noise for this team. I think Keegan might be gone today. Avery had two second place ribbons and made the all tournament team. Would you rejoice with Avery? Eli had one first place ribbons and he made the all tournament team. Would you celebrate with him? And ladies and gentlemen, they're going to Nationals. We individually celebrate Avery today. She was the first runner-up for quizzer of the year in the state of Illinois. And I wanna look and make sure they're okay with each other. They don't look like they're mad at each other because the quizzer of the year was Eli Sobrowski. That's right, one and two in the state. Come on now, give God praise. Now there's still some quizzing to go in nationals for a few of these teams, but APC, this is a long road. It starts in the fall of the previous year and it goes through much of the summer. A lot of times they only get just a couple months off before they got to start preparing and learning convention. I don't have the stats, but I'm pretty sure. Did all of our quizzers learn all the verses? Did they all get that, brother? Shoot, is that right? Not all, but close, right? I don't know. I don't have that list. But many of these quizzers learn literally hundreds of Bible verses. And when I say learn, I mean they committed them to memory. I'm amazed at how God does this with these kids. And so we thank God for the word of the Lord that has been invested in them. It will never leave them. I don't care what they decide what they do. They'll never get rid of the word of the Lord that has been put inside of their heart. That's why this pastor gets excited about Bible quizzing. I care less about the trophies. I care less about the ribbons. What I care about is these kids are getting grounded in the word of the Lord. You can't beat it. And a major part of that, a major part of that is the program and the administration, the work of the adults that are behind that. And that is that has been shown year by year. That, that's not our first coach of the year. So we have an incredible Bible quizzing staff led by, come on up here, Brother Shu. Nobody ever, somebody welcome the Shoe. Our coaches are led by a quiz master. Been, how long you been a quiz master? Since Moses or something, right? Longer than that, yeah. So led by an incredible leader here and our coaches and our staff. And we we clap a lot for the quizzers. But before we get done here with this segment of the service, I think we need to give God praise for every one of these parents, every one of these coaches, every one of these helpers, and our quiz master at APC. Would you make some great big noise and give praise to God for these incredible individuals. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being up here. Why don't you turn around somebody, maybe step across the aisle, shake their hand, welcome them to the house of the Lord. Tell them God's got something special for you before you leave here. Would you do that as we get ready for our last song in the word of the Lord? Can you lift your hands all over this building? Oh, we've given you the highest praise, Jesus. Oh, we worship you today, God. Oh, we speak the name that's above every name right now. Come on, somebody speak the name of Jesus. Oh, we speak your name, God, over every situation. God, over every fear. God, over every request that we bring before
1: you today. Hallelujah. Come on, help me say this. The atmosphere is changed. Nothing stays the same. Heaven is waiting for the mention of the name. The spirit is good, burning like a flame healing the broken by the one we proclaim is a shade miracles of gold at the mention of the name darkness is clean, mercy raining down healing waters flowing as our lips make the sound chains will fall Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: up the name of Jesus in this mercy. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Come on, worship his name. Worship that powerful name. Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Praise God. As you return to your seats, let me direct your attention to 1 Kings chapter 18, 1 Kings 18, and uh, verse 41. If you don't have your Bible, you can read it on the screen with me. Verse 41 says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound. I don't know how he heard it. I don't know if it was literal to him it was a spiritual awakening a sense but his words were there is there's a sound that exists and it's the sound of abundance of rain so Ahab went up to eat and to drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up, servant, and looked and said, maybe some of the most devastating words, there is nothing. And he, Elijah speaking, said, go again, seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time, the last time, that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Today, I just want to borrow that phrase from verse 43. Go again. I want to preach to somebody today. To all of us today, go again. Let me tell you, I feel that this is what God, and if, if I don't get the sermon right, then just understand this is where I was going. What you invest in this service today is what you're going to get out of it. Uh, uh, your expectation of what God is going to do today is, is, is what is going to drive what God is going to do today. Does anybody know that God is a gentleman? I mean, he's sovereign. He can do what he wants, but he chooses. He chooses to interact with us according to our expectation of him. And so today, I want to encourage somebody I don't care what has been the past, I'm going to tell you right now go again. Go again, and let's see what God will do. Would you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands to heaven, and let's ask the Lord to help us? Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. For your word we thank you for how it is already settled in heaven and it is already powerful and anointed god we don't need to pray that at all what we need to pray for today is for our hearts to be illuminated to it God, for our minds to receive revelation and for it to explode in us, to be that word that challenges us, that moves us, God, and supernaturally ministers to our spirit today. We want to give you praise and honor for all things that you have done. And God, I know there's some people in here that has expectations. They have expectations of what you are going to do in the remainder of this service. And so, Lord, I pray, God, for them that you would absolutely meet and exceed the expectations of the people of God that reach out to you for a touch today. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord, and let's praise him together. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, if you want something, you can have it, but you may have to work for it just a little bit. Come on, tell them, and then you can be seated. The story of Elijah is one that's well preached and and well read and and well known, but it's a tremendous story. I'm amazed at it, Um, and I can relate to it. Not in the fact that I've ever called fire down from heaven, but in the fact that Elijah seems to be a lot like us. In fact, the Bible states that he was. Elijah was a mighty man of God, mighty prophet of God, but he lived in a godless culture with a godless government. He lived in the time of a king that the Bible states there was never anybody as evil as Ahab was. And it was mostly because of the influence of his wife that brought in pagan worship into Israel. So just side note, young couple, or I should say young adults that haven't been married, it really matters who you marry. Because I've, I've, I've counseled every one of you. Anybody that's been counseled in this church, marriage counseling with me, I've told you, you bring a suitcase with you into that marriage. And you unpack everything that you are. So you better check out that suitcase before you decide to tell somebody, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with you. That wasn't even my notes. That's completely free. That's just right there for everybody. But he lived in a godless government, and we had a godless culture. There was very few. There were more than he thought, but there were very few that were worshiping Jehovah. Very few that were true to the God of Israel. And many had given themselves to the pagan worship that permeated. They had desecrated the temple of God and set up, set up a. a False gods, and even there's even uh, ideas that even child uh, sacrifice was involved with Israel. Just a demented, demoralizing spiritual time that he lived in. And on top of that, he was a, there was a, they were in the middle, at the tail end of a drought, a drought that had affected their economy, a drought that had affected their nation. And he was supernaturally, that, that to make it worse, Elijah supernaturally was the one that called it into existence. And so quite, quite in, in, in all fairness, he was definitely blamed for it, blamed for the drought that they were lived in. and so. But in the midst of this, you see this one side of uh, Elijah, he decides, I'm going to challenge the, uh, the culture around me. And he calls The prophets of Baal to a supernatural duel on top of Mount Carmel. Anybody know that story? Calls them 450 prophets of Baal. You read that story and you see a side of Elijah that's just like, this guy is a superhero. He stands with nobody behind him, nobody at his back. And he challenges them and say, let the God that answers by fire Let him be God. We look at that and we preach that. We say, man, what faith. What faith to stand up in the midst of a culture that doesn't even recognize that your God is in existence and say, I've got a God that will answer by fire and I'm betting that yours won't. Stands up and even, even when they begin their worship and their rituals, the confidence that is in this man, the faith, he starts to make fun of them, make fun of them as they go through all their, their rituals and all through their actions, and they're cutting themselves, and they're crying for hours, and he's, he's mocking them, saying, well, maybe your God's asleep, or maybe he's on vacation. Everybody see? This guy is not afraid. This guy is not intimidated. He is Confident in what the Lord will do. He's confident, so confident that he takes when they're all done and builds an altar to God. And I believe I got it right, 12 barrels of water he pours over his sacrifice because he doesn't want anybody to say, well, there was a brush fire that was close by or there was a spark or anything. He eliminates all doubt, eliminates every excuse so that when God shows up, I mean, he's making it even harder on himself. That when God shows up, nobody's going to be able to say it was anything but God raining down fire from heaven. He prays a simple prayer that simply says, God, show them that you are who you are. And when he gets done praying, there's a fire that comes down from heaven, and it consumes the sacrifice, licks up 12 barrels of water, and everybody is left with only one summary, and that is this, that the God of Elijah is bigger than the God we've been serving. Yes, Amen. Man, you pre- I could preach that for a while. That's awesome. I want to be like that, Elijah. I want to be the Elijah of faith that stands up in the face of a culture that says, oh, what you believe, that really doesn't matter, or that God really isn't real, or that's really not relevant. Oh, I want a faith that stands up in my culture and says, well, then let me just challenge you. The God that answers by fire, let him be God, and then have enough faith and confidence to call down the fire of the Holy Ghost and prove that God, I want that kind of, is there anybody? else that wants that kind of faith anybody else want to be able to look at your culture and say look I don't have to prove it in word I don't have to argue with you I'll prove it in experience I'll prove it in experience that's what's so great about the Holy Ghost you can say what you want to about it but when you get it you can't deny it hmm I think about that old song, that old song that said, I went to a meeting one night. My heart, my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold of me. Oh, I think about them old songs, some of them old songs. I got that Holy Ghost down in my soul, just like the Bible said. Come on, where's my, where's my elders? We had encore last night. I've been to the water, and I've been baptized. My soul got happy, and I'm satisfied. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now, just like the Bible said. Listen, sometimes I can't even explain to you how the Holy Ghost feels, but I promise you, you can see it when it demonstrates. Is there anybody... Come on, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost in fire, it's still real. You can't deny, that's what this world needs. Not another argument. They need another supernatural outpour of the Holy Ghost in fire. And heaven helped the church to have Elijah's Mount Carmel faith. It looks at all of it and says, I just believe that the Lord will answer. <laughs> but that's not the only place we find Elijah. That's what confuses me about this guy. Because he can, he can go against 450, but one woman... I didn't mean to be funny about it, but... One woman who technically doesn't even have the authority. She's not the king. She says, Elijah, you're going to be just like those prophets of Baal by the end of the day. And the confidence, seemingly, at least from what we can tell in Scripture, seems to pass. I I look at, at, at Elijah as he leaves Mount Carmel even before that declaration from Jezebel. And we see even wavering then. Yeah, I'll call it that, wavering then. He goes into a cave after speaking a word. Now, again, I don't know. I don't know what was meant when he said, there's a sound. There's a sound of the abundance of rain. I don't know if somehow he could hear Something that nobody else could hear. I don't know if it was a metaphor for what he believed was going to happen. But either way, there was a word. There was a word that came to him and said, there's going to be an abundance of rain. That's significant when you've had three years without it. That's a big deal. I mean, if I said, look, folks, I believe it's going to rain this week. You say, you think maybe? The law of averages says that I could be right, but when you've had three years of drought and somebody stands up and says, there's gonna be an abundance of rain, you take note of that. That's a declaration. And the Bible says that he went to this cave. I, I believe, now this is just me. and I'm, I'm reading between the lines. But the confident, the, the Mount Carmel Elijah went to the cave with the word, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. Can you imagine though? He said, now servant, go out, go out on the precipice out there and look to the sky. Tell me what you see. And he came back with the devastating words is of there is nothing just killed 450 prophets of Baal. Just watch fire come down from heaven. Just declare that the rain is going to come upon the earth again. But when I go to see what I believe God's going to do, there is Now, I've preached Elijah here a lot of different ways. I'm guilty. But I started, when I started, when I was studying the Lord, you know, telling me to preach this, I started thinking, you know what, I'm not so sure I've always preached Elijah right here. I, you know, I, I preached him that, that it was the servant that lacked the faith. Well, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. You just keep going seven times, and I believe the Lord's going to do it. I wonder, though, I wonder, because I put myself, here's what the Bible says about Elijah, that James tells us he was a man of like passions, that he, would, he had a natural human nature just like us. So that helps me because when I put myself in that and I think about how that might have been, you know, I called fire down in heaven, you know, great service, see God do great things. And so you go to the next thing. Okay, yeah, we had a Holy Ghost breakdown. There's gonna be five more, get the Holy Ghost, but there is nothing. I watch God heal my my, my family. Watch God fill people with the Holy Ghost. Watch God do amazing things. But then I step into a slightly different context and arena. And when I sin and I look to the sky to see the rain that I've called for, there is nothing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Two sides of Elijah, the first on Mount Carmel, that can with faith call down fire from heaven. But in the next moment in a mountain, say, I don't know what to do. And here's what I think he really did. Uh, Go again. Wait a minute. There's nothing, Elijah. mm, Go again. In fact, I think he was buying time. Go seven times. (laughs) Go seven times. Just go seven times. Keep going. Keep going. Don't come back and bother me. And here, here's why I think that. Because that same, those same verses in James, here's what they say about Elijah. When you read the, the account of Elijah going into Ahab and telling him, there's not going to be rain until I say there's going to be rain. That's all they're saying. He says, as the Lord thy God liveth, there shall not be rain upon the earth. Elijah said it. Everybody say, he said it. He didn't say the Lord said it. He said, he said it. But when you get over in James, somebody show me this one time. When you get over in James, the Bible says that Elijah prayed fervently that there would not be rain upon the earth. He didn't just say it. He went and said, oh God, please. Now I've said this. You've got to back me up. You've got to, God, I'm praying that there not be rain for three and a half years. And when you get past that, James said, when he prayed, he prayed again and the rain came. I'm just telling you there's some times where you don't have the answers right there in front of you you've got to get fervent and you've got to get expectation not everything is just going to flow like you think it ought to flow sometimes you're going to have to go again sometimes you're going to have to hang in there there's going to be some times where you've got to stick to it look at somebody and say go again our expectation God, that, that idea of going again doesn't fit our culture. Doesn't fit our impatient, immediate satisfaction, no waiting generation. Our expectation is for things that happen like that. Our expectation is for things to be right the first time. No waiting. Anybody get really frustrated when you go through McDonald's drive-thru? And they don't get it right. There's more of you. Come on, we need confession here in the house of the Lord. You walk away and you say, Lord, I, mm, it was just a quarter pounder. How hard is it? It's, it's from a culture that says, you know what we used to have to do? There used to not be any drive-thrus. You actually had to go to a restaurant. You had to sit down. You, you, the waitress came or waiter came and took your order. It took time. we become so microwave, and we've become so impatient. And I'm telling you, it has slipped into the church. There's a mentality. There's theology that's preached and that say, well, as soon as you say it, it's going to happen. Listen, I, I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to argue with God's timing. I, I look at Elijah, and there's definitely times where God just comes down, and he does it. But let me just bust your bubble and tell you. I've been through a couple moments where I knew God said it, and I said it myself, but I found out there was nothing. I prayed for God to heal, but there was nothing. I prayed for God to move, but there was nothing. I remember one year I prayed over Easter service, and and I I prayed and said, God, we want to move the Holy Ghost. I prayed. I was sincere. I put time in it. I prayed prayed earnestly, and I'm just telling you, that Easter, it wasn't so great. If, I, if you allow me to say it, and it was a few years back, there was nothing. What do you do when God doesn't answer you like you want him to? What do you do when you're earnest and you're sincere and you're real? But God, this is, the heavens are silent and there's nothing coming back. I'm going to tell you what you do. Listen to your pastor. You go again and you go again and you go again. Because eventually it may not be much, but you don't need much to get after. Every- Everything. Come on, somebody, clap your hands. You ought to say it. Somebody shout, Go again. Yeah. Most things worth anything require effort. And I hope we've not mastered the art of giving up. I hope that, that we've not understood and learned the lessons of previous generations that worked and improvised and pivoted and tried. And when that didn't work, they tried something else. And when that didn't work, they just tried it again. And they did amazing things and beat amazing odds. I think of Winston Churchill and his famous commencement address. And they paid him lots of money for him to just get up and say, never, never, never give up. Man, I should have just preached that. Should have preached Brother Churchill's message today. I'd save a lot of breath. Never, never, never give up. Pastor, I've been seeking the Holy Ghost for years. Never, never, never give up. This sickness is still in my body. Never, never, never give up. I prayed for that child for years. He's still out there. Go again, go again, go ha, Go again. Come on, I'm telling you, let your faith rise right now. You're not by yourself. Silent heavens don't mean that God's not working. It doesn't happen. Guilty, guilty of putting our own demands on the dynamics of our circumstances. And even more, our own demands on what God does for us and through us. It doesn't happen when or how I expect it to. So it must not be real. It must have been fake. It must have been false. I must have misunderstood. All because of timing. Timing many times we don't even understand. And we have no per- true perspective of. But yet God in his infinite wisdom gives and takes away. Many times, uh, you think about miracles that happen in your life. You'll understand this. A lot of them weren't easy. A lot of them weren't quick. It wasn't immediate. Come on, is there anybody that knows what I'm talking about? Anybody had a miracle? Anybody had God move in your life? And it didn't happen overnight. You wish it would have. You thought it was going to. But it was a long time coming. The word was true, but it was a long time coming. I need somebody to testify right now. What did you do in the interim? What did you do in the middle of that? Well, you probably were like Elijah. You went through cycles. One day it was high on the mountain top. He's going to do it. That preacher preached the message that tickled my spiritual funny bone. And I am in afresh again. But Monday morning hit. And that doubt and that depression showed up one more time. You went up. You went down. But I'm telling you. what whether you're up or whether you're down, if you'll go again, if you'll stay if you'll stay in there, if you'll go and look one more time, I'm telling you, God is not a liar. If we get anything from God, if we do anything for God, you hear me, it will be because we went after it. Go again. Pastor, I don't see anything. There's nothing. Go again. Go again until nothing becomes something. I don't know what the mindset of Elijah was. The servant was probably, maybe he said, look, man, I'm as confused as you are. There's times where I wish I've never tried to be that honest because it doesn't instill confidence in other people in me when I tell them I'm as confused as you are. When people say, Pastor, I don't know what to do about X, Y, Z. I'm going to give you just a a newsflash. Sometimes, I don't know what to do either. The only thing I've got is the word of the Lord and tried and true testimony. And sometimes, that's all you're going to have. But let me tell you, honey, it is enough. It's enough to know God's done it before. It's enough to know that God's promised it. Go again. Go again. And your dry dirt is going to come abundantly rained on earth. Go again until nothing becomes something. Now I told you at the beginning of this that expectation is going to dictate what happens here today, because expectation is important in receiving anything from God. You got to expect it. Look at somebody say you need to expect it. You can tell the people they're going to get a miracle. They're engaged. I don't need to be a prophet. I don't need to even have spiritual giftings. I can tell by your behavior, most of the time, whether anything's gonna happen for you today or not. Because folded arms and disengaged minds and bodies, thumbs on phones. Oh, this is, I believe this is a sin right here. I think think God hates that right there. Those folks, they're not gonna get anything. Because you wanna know why? They don't expect to. I mean, why would you be anything else except tuned in, locked on, unless you didn't expect anything? I mean, I get it, I get it. If nothing's gonna happen, let's see what's on Fox News. If nothing's gonna happen, let's check on the barbecue because you got Wi-Fi. you can check your smoker from church. Hello, come on, I'm preaching right now. I mean, if nothing's going to happen, I get it. I'm not chiding you. What I'm trying to tell you is you are missing a primo opportunity. When you're in the house of the Lord, there's not a service that goes by. There's not a moment that goes by that God cannot, will not, and does not want to move. So you can sit and watch if you want to. But I'm telling you, Elijah, if you'll get engaged, if you'll go one more time. I don't care how many services you've been in. I don't care how long you've been in this. It does not matter if you will go again. I'm telling you, rain is going to come into your dry existence. If you don't expect anything to happen, it won't said to his servant, go up now. Look towards the sea. And he went up and he looked. He said, there is nothing. Seven times. Go again. Nothing is not exciting. There's nothing exciting about nothing. And when your expectation is nothing, it becomes easy to discount everything. Everything about God and everything connected with him. It's easy to discount the church and see the flaws when you expect nothing. Because churches are full of people. And people have flaws. Look at somebody next to you and say, you got flaws, just admit it. tell them. When you expect nothing, it's easy to take issue with your brothers and sisters. When you expect God to do nothing, it's easy to say giving doesn't matter. When you expect nothing, it's easy to stay in your seat when your miracle and your touch is at an altar. It is very easy when you expect nothing. I don't blame you for not getting engaged if nothing's going on, but Elijah was different. He was conflicted, but he was different. I can hear him. I can see him saying maybe, I don't know which time it was, the first time, sixth time, fifth time. I know, but I heard a sound. I heard a sound. First time that guy comes back, there's nothing, nothing. He expected, Nate, he expected storm clouds but there was nothing and he's sitting there in the back of the cave I'm I'm surmising and saying I heard a sound I'm almost sure I heard a sound has anybody ever been there I'm almost sure that the Lord spoke to me I'm almost sure that was a word from the Lord I'm almost sure that the Bible still says that I'm sure of it why is there nothing and he's perplexed in the back of that cave go again go again until there is something else and when the seventh time came the bible says that servant came back and said I don't have much to report but there is a cloud about the size of a man's hand and something jumped up in Elijah and said I don't need much just give me a little cloud I knew I heard a sound. I'm telling somebody God's fixing to put a cloud in your sky God's fixing to put a cloud in your sky the Holy Ghost is for you your kids are coming back home go again go again go again Come on, I need somebody to do it. I need somebody to work right now. Why don't you praise Him for what you can't see? I don't see it. I don't see it. There is nothing. Go again. Let your praise go again. Let your prayer go again. Come on, Elijah. Pray fervently that the rain may come. Come on, that's it. There's somebody birthing a miracle right now. There's somebody birthing a miracle right now. Go again. That's all right. That's just desperate people crying out. That's just desperate people crying out. You can't keep me silent. I'm going to go again. Protocol says I sit down and shut up, but I'm going to go again. I don't have to have nothing. I don't have to settle for nothing. God promised me something. There's a sound. There's a sound. I want everybody to stand with me. Everybody stand with me right now. Expectation will always bring demonstration. Hear me. Come on, if you're praying, just keep praying. That's all right. Expectation will always bring demonstration. It'll eventually come because God operates where people expect him to and he often doesn't where they don't. The woman with an issue of blood Don't you know there were other sick people around Jesus that day? There was plenty of people that needed healing that day. But she was the one that was reaching for his hymn. And she was the one that felt his healing flow through her, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Instantly, God, there, nothing, her nothing became something. Blind Bartimaeus, there were other blind folks there that day. He'd think he was the only blind guy in the crowd, but he wouldn't shut up she was reaching he was screaming and he didn't care who was around him people said quiet down you're breaking protocol they didn't understand he was just going again he was just going again and believing that what he had heard that there was a healer there was a healer that was passing by you won't shut me up you won't shut me down i'm desperate i expect something to happen go again even misguided expectations, God will shift and put them toward what you really need. Lame man laid at the gate for years, right? He said, he looked on him, and the Bible even says, he expected to receive something. Peter and John. And they said, silver and gold, come on, it's somebody. Have I none? But such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Take up, rise up and walk. And the Bible says he went praising God and leaping into the sanctuary. I'm just telling you right now, even if misguided expectations, God will say, I know you want this, but I see your hunger, and I'll give you what you really need. How long have you prayed? How long have you sought? How many times have you been to an altar? If you're not careful here today, you'll let words talk you in to what the Holy Ghost against what the Holy Ghost wants for you. You'll let mere Words convince you that the heavens are silent. That's what was awesome, so crazy about Elijah. After all of this, words from an evil woman backed him into a corner. Most people that research said that even from the scripture, it shows signs of clinical depression. Words that not only talked him out of the will of God, but put him in such a state, he didn't know what to do with himself. Am I preaching to somebody right now? That <laughs> preachers tell you it's going to happen. How I many times? that have been preached to you? How many preachers have preached to you? How many camp meetings have you been to? How many YouTube videos have, have you watched and everything garnered and it bolstered your faith? But when it comes to doing it, all of a sudden all it takes is a couple words from the right person and you get talked out of everything that God wants to do. The devil's a liar. I t- declare right now, I curse every foul word coming into your mind right now, even the ones you're making up. And I lose the word of God In every mind, in every heart, there's a downpour that's in this house today. If you want it, come on, Elijah. Come on out here. Come on out here on the precipice. Come on. Come to this altar. This is your mountain. Peek outside of your cave today. There's a cloud. There's a cloud that is a symbol and a token of a downpour of what you've been looking for and praying for all this time. I've been to that altar before, Pastor. Go again. Go again. Go again. Go again. That's all I got for you. Go again. Your answer's in an altar. These words, God silence the voices and let the sound of abundance of rain, let it thunder in the minds of every believer. Right, come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, expect it, expect it right now. Lift your hands and expect it. God's going to pour out the Holy Ghost. Come on, just lift your hands and tell Him, I'm here again. I'm here again. You can't get rid of me, God. I'm here, reaching i'm here crying i'm here screaming i'm desperate expectation brings demonstration come on that's it minister team i need you to be in operation right now those praying with the holy ghost no more than two No more than two praying for someone for the the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. If you're still in the back, I'm telling you. It's a sign of faith for you to get out of your pew today. That back of that church is the cave. Not trying to shame you, do whatever you want. If you don't expect, then I understand nothing's going to happen. But I'm telling you, if you'll give God a sign of faith. If you'll give God a sign that there's just an ounce of expectation in you. Come on, come out here on the mountaintop. Come out here into the into the the precipice and see the sky that God's going to fill with the clouds of your promise. Come on, that's it, that's it. Those of you that are here, lift up your voice. Don't you be ashamed. Don't you be ashamed. You don't care what anybody thinks about you. You need a miracle in your mind. You need deliverance. You need a touch. You need a healing in your body. There's a sound. There's a sound of the abundance of rain for you. God's going to silence the critics. He's going to silence the voices. The voices of doubt that say, it'll never be different. Go again. Go again. on that, that that's it that's it don't let anything get in your way don't let anything get in your way release your mind of everything else but what the Holy Ghost wants to do right now come on it's not too late come on join in join in with expectation come up and forget about what's around you and just receive just receive Holy Ghost fall right now let the fire of heaven fall on this place right now let the power of the Holy let conviction fall on this place let miracles, signs and wonders happen in this house right now in the name of Jesus Come on, I feel like calling again. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Come on, your miracle's waiting on you. Your answer's waiting on you. The Holy Ghost is waiting on you. Come on, reach for it. Reach for it. Reach
1: for it. Reach for it.
2: May the desperation, God, to be at the heart and the
1: crowd of the person that's a believer you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. you give up.
2: God's got something for you today. Yes, yes, yes. Even when I don't see it, Let your spirit say yes. When
1: I don't feel it, Let your mind say yes. Never stop, stop saying no. Never stop, never stop Leave everything else Even behind. Come on. help. Come on, come on, just step into it, just step into it, let your expectation drive you to your miracle right now, my God, don't leave without it. you've been
2: to that third time out to see a cloud and nothing. Come on, let's go number four.
1: Let's go number five. Let's go number six. Come on, your seventh time is here. Your seventh trip is here today. Holy God.
2: this house, I think it's appropriate to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us, God. Jesus, thank you for the word that has gone forth in this house, God. Jesus, we worship you, God. Amen. What a powerful word we heard today. Thank you so much for being in the house of the Lord today. Please remember, junior high camp starts this week. Come out, be a part have some fun and some joy service. Thank you so much for being here. Have a blessed week.